Whoa. I can't believe we've been working with that garbage cable for years. I know, for years. You are listening to episode 51 of the Free to a Good Home podcast. Hello, my name is Michael Hink and joining me with a new cable that we have, so this could be oh, more crisp and clear than ever before, it's Ben Jenkins. Hello, how are if you? you have been bowled over by the sound quality <laughs> in the first 30 seconds, that's because we just got rid of an old XLR cable that was frankly holding us back. Yeah, and we've replaced it with one that is labelled with my previous place of work. So that's where that came from. Yeah, you like there is no and the reason they would label it that way is to stop somebody from stealing it, which apparently I did. Yeah. Um, um, now, if you think you're that place of work, feel free to get in contact <laughs> with us at FTAGH Pod <laughs> on Twitter. Good luck doing that without your fucking cable, though. Um, I'm excited about today. Yeah, Porter's Lick and Miranda are really, <laughs> they're really after those XLR cables they had. Uh, you're excited about today for what reason? Couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, I think I've nailed it on on the snack front. Okay. Should we bring in our guest before you do snacks? Well, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And two, I'm excited about our guest. Oh, well, why don't you give a little intro to our guest? Because you're always trash talking my intros for our guests. Yeah, well, that's because they're objectively terrible. <laughs> Um, he's in town doing a show, but you can't see it anymore because he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> it's going great. I love it. <laughs> he's been on the podcast before. He's in the axis of awesome. Oh, he he, is, this is hard. Yeah, he is. <laughs> let's say he's one fifth, one fifth to one third of the axis of awesome. How so? Uh, in the, I guess their relative contributions. <laughs> Wait, so I contribute maybe a third? Yes. <laughs> but possibly a, as little as a fifth? Yeah. That's I my judgment. That's accurate. Yeah, that's Jesus, accurate. This, is why, this is why you're terrible in introductions. It's Benny Davis. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lee Naver. Hello, Lee. How are Hello. you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for coming back. We had such a fun time last time you were on. Mm-hmm. I love this podcast. So you know that. Uh, podcast update. If you just heard an edit point. We did a lot of trash talk about a cable <laughs> earlier in this program, Karma. And, and I'd like to set things to rights. Um, it wasn't the cable; uh, it was it was it was the input. Uh, the channel. The what channel. do we call it? The channel. Yeah, I may have binned a cable unjustly. <laughs> did you really throw it out? Yeah. <laughs> Just did you burn it? Did you burn it? <laughs> there's no, there's no coming back now. I threw it through a police door uh, with a note attached to it saying it was a criminal cable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've mentioned snacks before, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we've been doing this for 51 episodes Mm. and it only occurred to me on the way here that I've been so narrow in my definition of snack. Right. Um, in the previous to this, you thought of the snack needed to be like an edible food piece. (laughs) Yeah. So everybody got a block of wood today. (laughs) I'm enjoying this brick. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, no, I've just always thought that snacks are in packets. They are prepackaged. They are cold and they are sugary, um, but that's not the case. It's good that you've broadened your scope. And, uh, Absolutely. So I got everybody today, including Michael Hing, a bloody hash brown. It was great. Yeah, I've eaten mine. It was lukewarm and delicious. And, uh, <laughs> I have no regrets. <laughs> I'm about not yet. <laughs> a fifth to a third through the way of my hash brown. I'm yeah. enjoying it a lot. How many hash browns did you have, Ben? I had. This will be my third. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever genegretarianed McDonald's? <laughs> like, have you ever gone like, that was an excellent decision? I, as a kid, I don't think I ever... I think I started regretting eating McDonald's when I was probably about 18 or 17. Yeah, it kicks in pretty early though, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Like, but when I was a kid, that you would eat McDonald's and then you would feel fine forever and you'd never, you'd <laughs> never 
think anything was bad was going to happen. But that's like anything as a kid. You can just eat whatever. Yeah. Like bricks. Yeah. <laughs> bricks, mortar. Do you know, my dad used to travel a lot. And when he'd come back for like being away for like four months, he'd like bribe us with lollies from other countries. Like right. To be like, yeah, I'm back. And here's this. And that's what was nice. he bribing you? Well, like just to be like, sorry, I wasn't. Not here every, for four months. Yeah, but not every gift is a bribe, Ben. I was brought up to believe that to be the case. <laughs> Please don't tell your mother I've been away <laughs> for four months. Just some lollies. <laughs> and then he takes the mannequin up into the attic. <laughs> like removes the cardboard cutout <laughs> yeah. and, the, and the fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, did you have a pick of the bunch from the, well, this the thing, world he, of snacks? I remember one time he brought us back, um, and this is before you could... Do you, I feel like there has been like a snack embargo lifted from America to Australia since I was a kid. Because I remember like things like Big Red, which I'm about to talk about, you could not get anywhere. Is that cinnamon flavoured? Yeah, cinnamon flavoured gum. Right. You couldn't get it anywhere. And you'd have to have a dad who'd be away for four months of the year. So that was great. But and, it's two wings and roundabouts. Yeah, exactly. Get some bloody disgusting gum. Yeah, and you get gum. <laughs> but now I feel like you can get, there is no boundary to snacks anymore, which I think has taken a lot of the romance out of travel. What you're talking about, mate, is bloody globalisation. Global, yeah. Um, I, I would agree with that. Like, I used to only hear of things like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah. And now they're... Some places in What's Australia. What's the point of going to America anymore? Yeah. <laughs> but there's there are, not. There's not. There's no point. Yeah. It's a dead country. There are those uh, videos you see on the internet, those viral videos, which are like American people try Australian, Australian snacks stuff. or Australian yeah. people yeah. try blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And They're lies. Yeah. Well, my They, they of, try them by going to the shops. Well, my thing about that is like, it, everyone's like, oh, I've never had this before. I'm like, yeah. really? Where, where are you living? You're living under a yeah. rock? What, was, your, was your dad always at home? <laughs> <laughs> I feel anyway, sorry for you. Yeah. Now, I will anyway, say he, that there is a uh, there is an auxiliary portion to your snacks as well, in that you purchased two Red Bulls, mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. for you, one for Lee. So this could be the most extreme podcast we've ever recorded. Yeah, I'm going to put my hand through a table. <laughs> I was pretty excited to sit down and see an unopened can of Red Bull, and I was like, oh, "I'm going to ask the question. I think I think I know the answer. Uh, whose Red Bull is this, guys? It's Lee's yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. Have, have we I, I was about on the podcast. Sorry? Have we ever talked about that on the podcast, my interview at Red Bull? No. When I went for a job at Red Bull? <gasps> oh, we might have. As the bull? The, 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 the bull on the left? <laughs> I'll cut this if we have talked about it before. But a years ago, it would have been like maybe eight or nine years ago, I went for a... I was very poor. I was maybe the poorest I have ever been up until this point right now. Oh, great. <laughs> back to square one. But back then I was, I was super poor and... A uh, person I knew from my then employer said, hey, I know you're looking for extra work. I know Red Bull are hiring. Do you want to go and be a Red Bull person? And the job was like, I was going to be like... A Red Bull person. Yeah. Hey, dickhead. <laughs> I, I was going to be one of the Red Bull like party organizers. Ooh. So I would be the person who liaises with, I don't know, the truck full of DJ equipment and the girls to come and hand yeah. out Red Bulls at a party or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to this, and the, the, the Red Bull compound in Sydney, Australia, is like in an industrial park in Alexandria. And when you go in there, there's like, you know, it's exactly what you think. There are like BMX bikes and skateboards and skis and snowboards all over the walls and stuff. Can you, you go in? Yeah, right. Okay. And uh, that, during the interview, they're like, hey, what kind of events do you organize? I was like, oh, I run a weekly comedy night. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, do, I mean, have on you ever- jet skis. <laughs> yeah. How many how many Red Bulls are there? Oh, the, what, percent, the, what percentage of the audience is Red Bulls? The, the, the bar certainly sells them. Like it was it was a fucking disaster. But then at one point, I was like, I'm just going to torpedo this fucking interview because I can't, you know. And it was like an all on the line kind of like maybe this will go badly, but maybe they'll be like, oh, he's taking such a risk. This yeah. is the kind of guy we want. 
And so they said, what's the most extreme thing you've ever done? Great and question. Then, Great question. Yep. <laughs> and then I, as a, like a kind of like a funny ha-ha joke, said, oh, well, one time I bloody killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like so was, from, from their point of view, if you're joking, you haven't done anything very extreme because you, you haven't killed, you haven't done yeah. like, yeah. but if you're telling the truth... What are they going to do with that information? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're I no think longer that, an interviewee. It was, a, yeah, because they're like, there is a sweet spot of extremeness that we were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, very much a Goldilocks principle. Yeah, or, and Goldilocks that was principle. too hot. <laughs> or, or they go, oh, amazing. So have we. That's how yeah, we got our yeah. jobs. Well, that's the thing. I mean, there was, you have to kill us to <laughs> become <laughs> us. And then they hand you a knife and lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> and just put their head on the table. Yeah. Please, do it. <laughs> Release me. <laughs> We have been alive for millennia. <laughs> the only way to end this is with a ceremonial knife. All we eat and drink is Red Bull. <laughs> Our lives are so extreme. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this is a podcast. Hang on. No, I was oh, telling you something about, oh, about, about bloody Big Red. Oh, just give me a second. Because <laughs> I won't allow this to be cut. <laughs> you, were just, you were saying about an hour ago <laughs> that kids can eat anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my point was, so when dad got back, he'd often, I'm just remembering this now, he, he'd often like get get um like candy in such quantities that he would just go into like a 7-Eleven in America and just you know the boxes the display boxes that stuff comes in yeah, yeah he would just get one of them and bring it to the counter and he got me a display box full of big red which i ate which i ate in like 2 days like eight. Oh, so wait, you in- oh, it's, you- it's gum. That's yeah. right. You yeah. ingested this. You didn't chew and then spit it out. You no, I chewed this. it and then ingested it because this explains something. <laughs> Why did you do that? Did I you know, know about the? Did you know how to eat gum? <laughs> I, like, looking back, like I wasn't. I was about ten, maybe. You should you know known. that by ten, don't you? <laughs> well, no, it's an exotic, it's an exotic snack. Maybe like, like, oh, well, the cinnamon makes it digestible. Yeah. That's how it works. I think I was just like. Here we go. <laughs> like, I mean, let's take, be, let's take this for a spin. <laughs> to be fair, you never need to eat another drop of cinnamon in your life. Yeah. And I ingested, like, I would say probably six packets of gum before, um, like, feeling quite ill, but then going to sleep. And then in the morning, Dad was driving me to school. And I was like, cool, <laughs> pull over the old car for a moment. And I vomited up... Um, Six packets of gum that, no. had, that had congealed in my tummy, so it looked like one thing. And my dad freaked out because he thought it was an organ. I was going to say that feels like it would look like a tumor or something yes. coming out. Or so this is the most upsetting story you've ever told. <laughs> by the way. But what was the period of time? I think also I could be wrong. You were there. I think my dad told this story at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's a lot of great. There's a lot of great Ben putting things in his body and stories in his wedding. Um, but how? What was the period of time over which you ingested this? Two days. Um, two days. Right. And had you not gone to the bathroom in those two days? Yes, not. Or if I had it, like, or, or the I gum mean, had just stuck yeah, in the stomach. Yeah. It would create like a line, like a yeah, lining or something oh that would goodness. block anything else. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you also you probably didn't eat anything else. You <laughs> yeah, need I was to. pretty full. You've eaten a lot of gum. <laughs> now, knowing about like your parents and how like proud they are of you and stuff, did they <laughs> put that organ into a glad bag <laughs> and then keep it like Ben's first vomited up organ? Yeah. Or they this cast could, it in bronze. <laughs> they put it in ice and like this could save someone else's life <laughs> if we get it to them quick enough. <laughs> So disappointing. Put the organ donor sticker on the car. <laughs> this man has a huge gum deficiency. <laughs> Which organ do you think it would have been? I, I asked my dad that and he was like, oh, I just assume spleen. 
Right, righto. Righto, mate. I think spleen was like the organ that people vomited up in, in stories. I don't think that's a... Isn't that an organ that just birds have? Or do we have a spleen as well? Wall there, no. wall there Michael Hing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, what? <laughs> Did or, you or, think the spleen was a bird-specific organ? Oh, or maybe I thought that the, it is more useful in a bird than in a human, maybe. I don't know. Maybe like it, <laughs> what it does is it makes your bones hollow. That's what it does. <laughs> the only way to know is if we cut open a bird right now. <laughs> Lucky, I have a few This is so bloody me. typical vegan like you want me to give my spleen to a bird is that what you're saying yeah yes please um this is a podcast where we go through the week classified and find uh, the best stuff to talk about um uh, do you want to kick us off ben yeah this is from ipswich hello ipswich that it- is the uh the town which uh famous politician pauline hansen used to own a fish and chip shop they, that was that's all i know about ipswich that's too. basically yeah poor fucking ipswich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm from ipswich oh pauline hansen no no <laughs> Um, this is from Jeff, and it's in the misconnections part of Gumtree, and it just says, Rob, dot, 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 lost your number. And this is how the ad reads. <laughs> I ran over my phone <laughs> and lost your number, Rob. I still have the same number, but all the same numbers are gone. I miss our chats and the photos. <laughs> Are of a crushed phone. <laughs> Here is proof. Here is proof. And, and of a trailer that I assume he ran over his phone with. It's like a. It's, it's only got one axle. This trailer, yeah. so it's like it's, it's like a Mr. Bean. It's like a, it looks like a caravan. Like yeah, half a caravan. Yeah. So, Was he driving that yeah. from within that? Um. So I mean, there's proof. Yeah. I mean, it is a well and truly crushed phone. That, what's yeah, what's that, next to the phone there? I think the battery of the phone. Oh, that's other pieces of the phone. It looks yeah. like it, it's quite big. He's really done a number <laughs> on flattened that phone. I can't see the phone from this angle, but is the phone of a of a vintage where there would be cloud storage associated with that phone? Um, and someone needs to tell... It's an LG. Right. Does someone need to tell Rob about backing up his contents? <laughs> does someone need to tell Rob about not running over his phone? Like, <laughs> oh, how no, does... no. You're always going to run over a phone eventually. <laughs> like, if you're driving around and you've got a phone, you're eventually going to crush it with a trailer. Right? That is unavoidable. Newton's fourth law. <laughs> <In> 2015. <laughs> All phones given enough time will be run over by a trailer. Sidebar, uh, I don't know if people know this, LG, you know how they're like, life's good? Yeah. Apparently it stands for Lucky Gold Star. And what? It's quite really? a, quite a, it was quite a shonky brand. They're like, we need to rebrand. Really? Be LG yeah. and, uh, you know, my brother told me that years ago. It could be a lie. Uh, LG. It's, so, it's so funny you say that because I, I remember when I was like 14 watching TV with a, with a school friend of mine and his dad watching something and then a, an, an LG ad came on and it was LG, life's good. And then the dad goes, as if it fucking stands for that. <laughs> and that was it. And I just remember thinking, what a delightfully and unnecessarily <laughs> cynical thing to think. <laughs> and then you just confirmed it. So there you go. I think so. Well, think so. Uh, they also sponsor a lot of uh, network gaming competitions. So, Oh, yeah, mate. Save it for your other bloody show. <laughs> okay. I don't come here and bloody yap off about milk. That is okay? exactly I, what you do every week. That's true, actually. <laughs> you, are, you, are you on a milk panel or yeah, a milk show? Sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that unless this person met, unless Jeff met Rob on Gumtree, this is probably not going to work. I mean, the standard go-to is you just put a Facebook out going... I ran over... Uh, yeah. yeah. Ran we've all, we've all done that. Guys, <laughs> me again, ran over my phone. How does your phone get into the position that it can be run over? 
maybe you're loading something into a trailer and then it falls out of your pocket, I guess, and then you reverse back and forth. <laughs> or, or like one hand you've got your phone, one hand you've got a cigarette butt and you wind down your window and you're like, <laughs> throw, throw the phone out accidentally. Right, so and you then throw the phone trying to make a call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, why do you think he went with not using Rob's last name? Yeah, I mean, also... Because if I was a Rob, I wouldn't know if this referred to me. But also, he hasn't used his last name either. There is nothing to identify this man. Exactly. Other than, ah, uh, that's Jeff. Like, so, is, is, which Jeff? Phone run over Jeff? That Jeff. Like, so let's think about... Maybe it's maybe this is a privacy issue. Can you think of a famous Jeffrey who's friends with a famous Bridges, Robert? Bridges Lowe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or... Have they been in a movie together? Let me just see. <laughs> or Wiggles... And oh yeah, <laughs> Jeff from the Wiggles. Uh, uh, Rob Lowe, go with Rob yeah, Lowe. Rob Lowe again, it's yeah. the funniest one to go with. Uh, well, uh, the Hotel New Hampshire, made in 1984, features Rob Lowe and uh, Bo Bridges. Well, that, so, yep, yep. So you know so you they could have. So you think at the sort of after uh, are Bo Bridges and Jeff Bridges related? They are very much brothers. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> top brothers, 100 percent brothers. Yeah. So do you think they then, did? In fact, they did a movie called The Fabulous Baker Boys, was, in which they play brothers. Was Rob Lowe in that the, as well? The, the Fabulous Bridges brothers. Was <laughs> 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 just them hanging out? Imagine pitching that to them. <laughs> so do you think at the uh, Hotel Philadelphia, what is it called? Hotel New Hampshire. Hotel New, ha- New Hampshire. Do you think at the after party of that? I'm going, hey, everyone, this is my brother Jeff. And then him and Rob get along so Get along so well. I'll put your number in my mobile. Yeah. And then... Then what, 30 years later? 30 years later, he goes, I should call... I should bloody call Rob. <laughs> get out his, his phone to call him. <laughs> yep. Have a chat. Maybe Jeff he's driving. <laughs> Maybe Jeff Bridges is finally catching up on the West Wing. Oh, no, no. You know what? He's calling him because he's like, you know what, Rob Lowe? Uh, I've really enjoyed your stint on Parks and Rec. Yep. That's just wound up. Going to give you a call about I that. I mean, it's not really a stint anymore, is it? Like, it started off as almost a cameo, and then he became core cast. I think, yeah. he's, I think he left as well, didn't he? Did, Did he? he? I don't, I'm well, not a Left to do what? Oh. Make, some, make some calls. Sit around <laughs> waiting for the phone to ring. <laughs> See, this, I think you guys might have talked about this before, but I've, I'm so baffled by misconnections. Like, this is a quite weird misconnection. Yeah. Most of the time, it's like, it feels like it's just a bit of getting off your chest. Yeah, yeah. Saw, saw a hot member of, saw someone I was attracted to, and I want to just put it out into the universe. Rather than, this is my strategy for finding a husband. <laughs> yeah, people can't be serious. Like, they can't genuinely think they're going to get a response. And so, why does this guy think he's going to get a response of, like... Because it's also, it's also like... Because you're right, like usually it's like, I saw you on the train, your eyes were beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And you can see yeah. why you'd want to, it's the modern bloody sonnet. There it is. There's, there's, there's a little bit of cleverness for you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, mo- it's the modern bloody sonnet. <laughs> uh, um, hey, hey, Mr. Jenkins, what else are you going to teach us in English class today? <laughs> well, I, funny you should ask. I saw a really hot girl on the train today. <laughs> um, but this is like, this isn't like a life-changing thing. This is literally so practical. It's like, oh, no, sorry, not only... Has he run over his phone and wants to get Rob's number back? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem to want anybody else's number back. Oh, maybe there's like three hundred other. Okay, okay. <laughs> let, I can I can actually look to see what if, other things he's put on. What other things he's put on? He's put one. <laughs> <laughs> he's put one other ad up. It's from Ipswich, and the ad reads cheap, cheap. <laughs> and how is he spelling that? Um, like like the cost. Okay. So EA, not EE. Yep. I would have been happy with either. Yep. And it says, I'm thinking of getting a house, mate. Place is not flash. It gets cold in winter, hot in summer, but it's cheap. Close to public transport. I smoke outside. Okay. So what's happened is Rob has moved out. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh. in a fit of rage, he's run over, over his phone. <laughs> Which was Rob's parting gift to him. Exactly. <laughs> Keep now, in touch, buddy. There's one number in here <laughs> and it's mine. And he's like, we'll see about that. <laughs> no, that's a trick because if there's only one number in the phone, that's, it's, a, it's a trap for whoever finds the phone. Because uh, if there's yep. one number in it, you can memorize one number. I learned this off a TV show that I can't remember right now, <laughs> and I'm somewhat regretting starting this anecdote. So wait, what? Was if- it Redesign My Brain in which Todd Sampson teaches himself to memorize a number? Wait. I think it was. No, they, they find a SIM card. It might have been Homeland or something. They find a SIM card in a, a prison, like a prisoner's cell, mm-hmm. and there's one number on the SIM card, and they're like, oh, fuck, what is the show? It- Please cut this out. Please, God, cut this out. (laughs) So they find one number on this. And the point they make is you can memorize one number. Yeah, so so when What if you can't, though? Well, like, not everyone has that memory privilege, all right? But it's, it's imp- I don't know my wife's number. Do you know your partner's number? Uh, it's Luther. It was Luther. The show was Luther with uh, good friend Idris Elba in it. And, uh, we have, that was not the point of that. It was for me. It was for me. My memory still works. I don't right. remember. Could I just say, because I know this for a fact, how thrilled I am, listener, that that wasn't cut out. <laughs> like it's a, it's, a, it's a funny temporal thing to do, but I'm casting myself into the future and I am thrilled that that wasn't cut Context, out. Context, I'm, I'm, I had like five, maybe six beers last night, guys. I'm really Whoa. hungover. I'm a, I'm a big boy. I'm very tired. I haven't remembered a, a phone number since about 2003. Do you know your wife's number? I do, but I feel like... I was going to say, I feel like I've known that number since before she had a mobile, but it's a, it's a mobile number. When you, say you know, when you say you know your wife's number, do you just know your home number? Is no, we don't have a home phone. Right. It's, it's, it's a mobile number. It's quite easy to remember. That is such wonderful hungover logic. <laughs> I've known it forever. She's always had that number. Even before she got... She, it's a mobile number. It's a, no, because she was like, Lee, if I ever get a mobile, <laughs> this, this is, is what my number's going to be. We were on a waiting list for quite a while. <laughs> I can remember all of the home phone numbers of my friends who no longer live with their parents or, or families who have moved home. That's I know a handy those. skill. Yeah. Because you had to when there was exactly. landline. Yeah, and okay. I can also remember my grandparents' phone. This is just a list of numbers I know. This is pretty interesting <laughs> um, podcast, you reckon? Someone was telling me, who was it? Someone was telling me that when they were a kid, they would, to save money, because they didn't have a mobile, they would call up, if they wanted to be picked up from the station, they would do a reverse charge call yep. to their parents and then when it said, uh, what would their like, name, because you know how to be like, say your name so then it can say in the recording, they would say, pick me up in the station. <laughs> and that's, that was the system that their parents had because their parents didn't want to spring for... Right. And I, then, then you hang up and the parents don't have to, they're like, I won't accept that call. Yeah, exactly. the station. Yeah. I also had a similar situation with my parents, but it was, it was just that you could call from a payphone and then if you didn't put money in, it would just hang up as soon as they picked up. Mm. So I would just call and if my parents picked up to beep, beep, Beep. They'd be like, oh, Michael needs a lift home. So that was our... <laughs> where, uh, yeah, where is he? That is a far from fail safe. Oh, no, because I'd always be at one of 16 stations. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. just, just drive, drive around. around. Oh, fuck, your parents must hate you. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't spend your money on magic cards. Just, <laughs> just give us a call. No. Just at least save 40 cents of that. Yeah. <laughs> 40 cents. Uh, Lee, do you have one? I do. I do have one. It's from Nooseville in Queensland. Is that uh, just Noosa? Uh, oh, it's New Seville. Mm-hmm. Wanted old Western saddle. The price that they want to pay for this? I assume so. It's just got a number, a figure, two hundred thousand and three hundred dollars <laughs> negotiable. What? <laughs> Wanted old Western saddle. Two hundred old Western saddle. Two hundred thousand three hundred dollars. Date listed the eighteenth of May. Condition used. <laughs> then the copy is looking for an old Western saddle for purchase. That is all. Okay. Okay. So this is. 
How mm-hmm. Mu- mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much money? What? <laughs> I'm, I'm posting this ad. I need an old Western saddle. I've got let almost me, quarter of a million dollars to spend let, on that. Let me begin the bidding. <laughs> yeah, at a ridiculous figure. I want. I, I should specify, which I'm not going to. It needs to be platinum. <laughs> Is there any saddle in the world like Jesse James's saddle? Maybe. Yeah, is is there yeah. such a thing as the blazing saddle, or is that just the movie? That is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, a saddle <laughs> made out of copies of the blazing saddle. <laughs> How much do you reckon that movie cost to make? Back in the day, yeah, Not it was a very cheap movie. Two hundred thousand, three hundred dollars, <laughs> I reckon. There is a scene in Blazing Saddles where they just sit around the campfire and fart. Yeah, that's the only scene I remember. Yeah, yeah. do you think those those farts are put in in post? Because that's not cheap. I think imagine it'd be very cheap if you put in post. <laughs> what do you want this saddle for? What? Who is? Yeah, exactly. Starting the bidding at that much money. Uh, are you investing okay. in something? Let us assume, let us assume, giving this person the benefit of the doubt, that they did not mean to bid this much <laughs> for this much saddle. Oh, okay. Okay. 200 hyphen $300. Oh! There's a, there's a comma there. <laughs> That's where the comma should go in that figure. But I reckon, yeah, I think you've got it, Ben. I think... <laughs> Two hundred three because two hundred thousand three hundred dollars. So two zero zero three zero zero. Oh right, right, right. But like right. that just means that you've never written down a number before. Yeah, but or it also you... means that everyone's going to be very disappointed when you call. <laughs> yeah, when they call and you're like, "Hey, I've got this saddle. It is pure platinum, just like you didn't specify." <laughs> yeah, or but... I've got this saddle. It cost me fifty bucks. Yeah, I'm going to make so much. Or, or on this. you've gone, fuck. Okay, that's quite a lot for a saddle. I'll go out. You go to a saddle maker and go, yeah. look, I'll pay 150000 <laughs> I'm still going to walk away I'll, with I'll make, a, I'll make a sweet 80K. <laughs> Great. You call up this guy. He goes, no, no, I don't understand how numbers and formatting works. <laughs> yeah. Not 80K, just to clarify. It's 200, 200, 300. So you'd be That's making... Not, it's, it's such a weird... You'd be making $50,300. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how numbers work. <laughs> Maybe this is your ad, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But have I got a saddle for me? <laughs> by the laws of the internet, he has to pay this. He or yeah, she has yeah. to pay this amount. I can, I can say. I mean, I don't, like, I don't like bringing in my job, but in the consumer law, if you put something on Gumtree and you say you'll pay, it's specifically for us. I think it's called the Saddle Act. <laughs> Not five minutes ago, you berated Hing for bringing up his other podcast. Yeah. His, yeah. Other, his other line of work. His other yeah. I'm infuriating like that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just have a look, guys. Just have a look at the your copy you write before you post it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Just have a look. Definitely. Like, what do you think he wants an old Western saddle for? Mm, is he reenacting something? Um, it says here, purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Has so. he got a job at the uh, Police Academy Western show? Have I? I've mixed oh, two mov- shows. Movie World on... Oh, yeah. I have yeah. mixed two Movie World <laughs> shows there. Fuck, I made such a good point last week that you didn't pay. That it would be so easy to actually f- perform a robbery <laughs> at Movie World, um, as, as long as you, you theatricalize it up. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd up, have yeah. to be dressed in like sort of Hamburglar gear. <laughs> um, hey, guys, you 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 guys both have different levels of being judgmental. Hing, extremely judgmental. Lee, right very easygoing. <laughs> um, you've just w- witnessed me eat three hash browns and drink a Coke Zero. How would the judgment in this room go if I got myself another Coke Zero? From where? From the fridge. All right. Well, can you bring, can you bring me one as well? That's the sound of Ben drinking a Coke Zero. <laughs> I'll be back. Can I just say that I did such a good House of Cards power play just now? <laughs> I came back with... A, a, a filthy Coke for Hing and a bottle of healthy water for me and saying, it's a bit unhealthy for me. And then he knocked his ring twice on the table. Yeah. 
Ow. End of scene. Look, I'm uh, enjoying this Coke Zero. I've not had a Coke Zero in, in probably a year, I reckon. I can't remember the last time I had one of these. What's the difference between Coke Zero and Green Coke? Green Coke is hum- is people. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bold marketing play from them. <laughs> yeah, because it's called off. Coke Life. So there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, can I share this one with you guys? No. This is <laughs> please, please. taken from Craigslist, and it's entitled Females Needed for Masturbation Study. Great. 18 to 30 years old. Compensation, $250. Uh-huh. It begins like this. Good day. Uh-huh. We are conducting an experiment regarding sexual behavior in female masturbation. We need five participants for the control group. Each of these participants will be given a brand new bunny vibrator free of charge. The vibrator cost is $100, but you will get it for free. Okay. So, you know, you already got 250 bucks plus the $100. Fuck, mate. Jeez. The experiment... Keep in mind the resale value of that vibrator (laughs) drops rapidly. (laughs) (laughs) The, The experiment consists of 10 meetings in total via Skype for the most part and analyzing your behavior, personality, feelings, thoughts, and desires... While masturbating. Mm-hmm. At the end of the experiment... That would be very distracting, I'd imagine. What, having a Skype call? No, I mean, like, having to analyse all those things while masturbating. No, you're not doing it. They've got to do it. Yeah. So I, I'm not I, I, taking my own notes while I'm jerking it. Well, well, I, are they asking you questions while you're I think they're asking you questions. Like, how about now? How about now? How are you feeling now? What's this a picture of? <laughs> they give you Rorschach tests. Yeah. Right, okay. Pick, pick a card, any card. <laughs> This is strictly experimental, mm-hmm. and no sexual encounters are required, except for the one where you <laughs> masturbate on camera for while, people. while we grill you. <laughs> yeah. To qualify, you must be older than 18, you must be single. Why do you got to be single for? Okay. And you must have a because, high because sex I, drive. I was, I was thinking until that point, I was like, fuck, this could be real. Like, this actually could be real. But it's yeah. like the, the fact that you need to be single. Well, the only like, thing I can think of, which I don't think really works for that, is that if you're in a relationship maybe it's about how much sex you have and they, they assume okay. that people in a relationship will be having regular intercourse okay but that's not necessarily true because people no, once single... you're bloody married am i right <laughs> <laughs> well you're the only unmarried one in the room mate so yeah you tell me why did you knock your ring against the table then ben was that was that because kevin spacey and his wife in house of cards kind of don't really sleep together that was just more me just sort of making because people can't see that i'm wearing a wedding ring right oh okay. and that was me just being like it's on. Oh, there you go. I see. Two, I two knocks for yes, one for no. <laughs> yeah. Three for a sugar cube. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is the end of that ad. Um, is, is, so you reckon there's no chance this is legit at all, Ben? I think there are channels that you can go through. Like, I'm not saying that this, this experiment could never happen. Like, what was his name? Um, Kinsey? Kinsey. Yeah. Mm. Kinsey did shit like this, I think. Yeah. I mean, I studied psychology at uni before I dropped out mm-hmm. and- you know, there were sexual studies that went on all the time, but the way they do it is they offer cred, like they offer credit to first year students. Like street them. cred. Yeah, they street give cred. you street cred. Yeah. Here's your baseball cap. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> yeah. They offer you like credit points when you're a first year. So I did a, but not, I didn't do any jerk off studies, but I did a bunch of other. <laughs> oh, because you said I did a but. I did a, it sounded like you said I did a but. <laughs> I did a bunch of other stuff uh, when I was in first year. So they would get undergrads to do this kind of thing. When you were in your first year, there's like a, 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 at the university I was at, there was like maybe like a 10 credit points or something. Or Are you bloody points? telling me? That in the fucking ivory towers, people are getting credits, taxpayers' credits, to wank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that I ever. Yeah, wank. it's called an arts degree, mate. <laughs> ah! 
Ah, <laughs> oh, that hurts. Right in my degree. <laughs> Hing, what did what? What's an example of one you did? Are you uh, comfortable? Is a statute of limitations passed that you can talk about? Well, it? We, we'll just give it a crack. And oh no, I think it's fine. I used uh, okay. <laughs> what what stuff have I done? I did a a lying one, where they gave me. Oh, this is this is weird. Okay, so they told me. That it was a study about like fitness or something. Oh, and, and then, then your made son you... made a birthday wish. <laughs> <laughs> and then you couldn't say that a red pen was blue anymore. <laughs> I fucking love that. You were awesome in that. Yeah, I'm you were taken, <laughs> You were so good in that study. <laughs> um, and it was, a, it was some sort of fitness thing. And what happened was they said, all right, tell us how much you do for your fitness thing, blah, blah, blah. And then they also asked questions in it like um, if you were at an airport, and your friend had asked you to bring through... Again, this is the last scene of Liar Liar. <laughs> and she was on that plane. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, this is the question, right? It's, if you were at an airport, Ben, I'll ask this to you, Ben. Okay. And your friend Lee had given you... You're traveling back from Papua New Guinea. Lee's the best. And Lee had... Were we on a Best Buds tour? You're on Best... What a, what a great time we had. Oh, uh, in PNG. Uh, now, okay. You're on Best Buds tour. Lee flew back and then he te- texted you from Australia and said, Hey, I've left... A uh, mask that I bought at the local market, like a mm-hmm. like a, pop, uh, a PNG mask, yep. like a face mask. I, I left it in uh, the hotel room. Can you bring it back when you come through? Sure, I'm forgetful. That yeah. would yeah, well, that's classic Lee, but that's why we love him. Yeah, and so you look at the mask, and it's like a wooden, you know, mask, you know, and and then I put the mask. On <gasps> oh, then I turn green. <laughs> great study, great study, so great study. That you're coming through the airport now, and you've got to go through customs in Australia, <laughs> and they say to you, hey. Um, do you have any like wooden products that you've packed in your bag? Um, and then I say, smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you miss me? I guess <laughs> not. <laughs> so what yeah. do you do? What do you do? What do I do? Yeah. I say, I do have them. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because you don't want to give it up because it's for Lee, right? But yeah. are they, are they, is the is the second part of the question like? Do you have any wooden products? Because if you do, I'm going to take them. We're going to yeah. incinerate we're gonna them. Take, yeah. yeah, we're going to. Do you have any wooden products? Do you have a mask? Because if you do, I'm going to put it on. <laughs> and then we all know what happens. <laughs> well, so, don't put on the dog. Don't let the yeah, dog. No, 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 it's a terrible movie. <laughs> anyway, so the point of that question, <laughs> the point of that question was like, would you lie for a friend type thing? And an actual fact, the study that I thought was about fitness and stuff was actually all about lying. So they made me like run on a treadmill for like 20 minutes to make me think it was, which I think. What a great switch. Yeah. Like, so it's, switch. Yeah. And it's all, it's, it was all this kind of fake, which I thought was like quite ironic because the study was about lying. They blame they lied to me the whole yeah. time. Deception. Yeah. Or like in I love I love how like nearly all psychological studies are, are, are designed like that. Like that you think they're about something else. Mm. My sister, when she was doing psych, was did the exact same thing like for credits she did a study about um it was she was told that it was about um jerking off yeah <laughs> and then it's actually they, just about her skype connection <laughs> <laughs> she was told it was about like um taste and how you could taste things mm. what it was actually about was vindictiveness <laughs> so like so like she was given a bunch of stuff to taste in a in a packet and um she was told that the person before her um, no, she was told when she came in, she was like, you'll do this and then you'll make a packet for the next person just so it's easy that way so we don't have to do it. So uh. she knew that the packet that she'd been given was, was pre- pre- prepared by the person before her. Mm. And um, it, there was a bunch of stuff in it and one of the things was hot sauce. And in her packet, like so it was quite unpleasant, mm-hmm. in her packet, she had a lot of hot sauce that she had to eat. And so the whole test was about how much 
hot sauce she would put in the packet for the next person, oh. having been <laughs> hot, hot sauce, sauce to herself. <laughs> yeah, how, I wonder how much she put in. She said she put in a lot. Yeah, she <laughs> would. It just, we all know what happens there. One, the person at the start has one bit of hot sauce. The person at the end just eats hot sauce for an hour. That's all they get to eat. But Lee, no, they're not. Lee, they're not actually giving the packets to the next person. <laughs> what? They're not, no. Why, why am I eating all this hot sauce? <laughs> once, you, once you prepare the packet, they take away the packet. Yeah. And then they analyse it. And they don't give it to anyone. They give everybody this the same amount of hot sauce. So they feel like they're... <laughs> oh, I thought you said her packet had a lot of hot sauce no, in it. No, it did. It did, but, but they but prepared But the sneaky it. scientists put it in there. So... That's what they want you to think. They <laughs> oh want you to God. think the person before did it. That's the lie. <laughs> hey, would you guys like one? <laughs> Lee's like... Lee's really traumatised. I, I need a moment. You guys talk about this. I'm going to rethink my life choices. Okay. So, Lee... You're originally from no, no, you're not originally from Sydney, but you've lived in Sydney. You lived in Sydney for I was, a while. I was here for ten years, and yeah. now you're in Melbourne. It's a shame that you're not here anymore. Not only because it was great to have you around, but you're going to miss out on this <laughs> because this is called the Western Sydney Diners Social Group. Dino Social. <laughs> <It's> the D-I-N-R. <laughs> because to celebrate the release of Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah. I have already. I'm. I'm already on board with this. You don't need to read anymore. Sorry, I hate to. I mean, there's nothing to say that it's not this. <laughs> Can I use my Dino Club card? <laughs> West. <laughs> this we is a, a diners club, a diners social group, and this is um, man seeking woman, thirty three, in mm-hmm. Western Sydney. Okay. So it's weird that it says that this has to be a woman, but we'll come back to that. And the picture of this is a delightful carafe of wine with a big old wheel of cheese and some nice bread. It's very home style. Looks delicious. very European. Very European. Culture. <laughs> we are. A Sydney-based group of relatively young people who live in and around Sydney and want to find a new way to interact with others in a scientific, philosophical, spiritual, and social manner. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. A lot of ways to interact. Yeah. Yeah. This group is primarily designed to assist people who want something different. We are laid back, friendly, and fun. If you are interested in finding a social group that reinforces positive behavior and attitudes toward others, why not meet with us? Just so there are no surprises, and then there's a list. This group's organisers are a gay male couple. We'd ask you to accept and respect this. What is this group about? Well, if I was to take a shot, snapshot of who we are, I would remind you of a time when you had a beer or a coffee with a friend and just chilled out and chatted. No, never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, we have a group discussion over a meal and a bottle of wine. You must be over the age of 18. Single men, women, couples are welcome. However, we prefer that you not bring your children as children can be distracting during a scientific philosophical, social, or spiritual conversation. So far, this seems pretty normal, except for the fact that they have listed some quite, like, esoteric categories yeah. that cover basically life and existence. Yes. Yeah. You do not have to believe in a supreme being. That's rule four. All types of people are welcome, including atheists and agnostics. Can, yeah. I, can I believe in a supreme being? Um, Please. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, it's... All, all types of people. Okay, great. But so you don't have to believe in a supreme being? Yeah. Why would you have to? Yeah, it's it's weird that they've included that. It is weird because you would. <laughs> yeah, mm, sorry. And oh. the the final thing, you do not have a criminal conviction against your name. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's all of us out. We're all. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So it starts off being like, "Hey, we're just here to chat. There's no judgment here. Yeah. A lot of free flowing ideas. No not, criminals. Not you, Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your story, walking, Valjean. <laughs> is that is that it? Is that the end of it? That's the whole thing. 
can I? Okay, Ben. Yeah. So why do you think they've included this no, rule number five? You have no criminal conviction against your name. Do you think? I think they've been burnt before. Do you think they've been burnt before? I Some, think someone comes along and just takes the whole brie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> takes the whole fucking wheel of cheese, yeah. and walks out. And then, and then they're like, "Well, I've got to say." His name was the Brie Burglar, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we were trying to be open-minded. We should not have had this meeting at Movie World on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Lesson is. learned. Um, what I mean, like aside from the criminal thing, which seems a weird thing to, to include, so weirdly exclusionary. This also seems like a thing that you would kind of naturally do with friends. Mm. But if you say you're going to do it, it immediately becomes the worst. Yes. Like if I said to you guys, "Hey." Come around, me and Anya will cook and we'll have dinner. I reckon during the course of that evening, we will have maybe a discussion about something scientific, philosophical, spiritual or social. That might come up. That is just the kind of conversations we have as adults in 2015, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah we'll also talk a lot about Jurassic Park. But that, <laughs> my, my point is like there will be... But it covers all those categories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you watch closely. That's very true. But if I said, come around, I don't know, cook a meal and we will have a lovely discussion... You'd run, a, you'd run a fucking mile. If you said it like that too, a lovely discussion. Yeah. Because mm. you would think that either we were mad or it was an intervention for one or both of you. Yeah. <laughs> and it says man-seeking woman. Is that the category? Somewhere? That is the weirdest thing. Yeah, I, I wonder if they've mislabeled it or if... This is the worst way to meet a third for a threesome. Because this isn't sexy at all, do you know what I mean? So yeah. they just really misfired on that. In fact, what's interesting about this is that we've been doing this for 51 episodes now. Mm. And I don't know about you, but when I was reading that, I was just waiting for it to, for it to drop. <laughs> oh, wait, like, yes, I will be wanking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Free vibrator. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you know what? After the previous discussion we had, I was just waiting to like, I was trying to scan this for tricks. Yeah, I, mean, I was mm. like, I was, I was like, in what way are they tricking me? Where's the hot sauce coming? I don't understand. What's the? <laughs> you what? get there, and all they want to talk about is the movies of Jim Carrey, <laughs> and you're like, this is not political or philosophical or spiritual. Oh, Bruce Almighty, it's quite spiritual. Ah, the touche, touche. <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of the career of Jim Carrey, yeah. which we was... have been for a while now, <laughs> Bruce Almighty was that? That was quite a successful movie, right? Yeah, very successful. But then Evan Almighty, yeah. Is that like, was that more, ex- was it like the Michael Scott version of it, was that more successful? Okay, so to be clear, he's not playing Michael Scott in that. <laughs> okay, I've not seen this film. Okay, he's playing, he's playing, Evan, because the movie's Evan Almighty. Steve, Steve Carell. Steve Carell, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he is playing a, it's like a spin-off almost. Right. A character that when, when Steve Carell was still doing like supportive roles, supporting roles yeah. and supportive roles in many ways. <laughs> Good guy. Um, he had like a, almost like a, a, a little bit part where he was like a newsreader or a weatherman. Them, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's in he's in Bruce Almighty, I think, as a yeah, as a cameo or a yeah. guest, I guess. And then he got really huge, and they were like, "Great, we'll make the sequel about this character." Right. Okay. Yeah. And was it a huge? Was that a huge success? I think it did okay. Right. Okay. I thought it was. Oh, we can't get Jim Carrey for the sequel. He uh, doesn't want to borrow. When can this anymore. you not get Jim Carrey? I don't know. I was thinking the other day that of all the people, if if I was, I was talking to actually former guest on the show Sam Campbell about this, uh-huh. and we're talking about like who you would be most excited to see. As a com- out of all the comedians in the world, if you heard someone just did a drop in at the comedy store or whatever, and you happened to be on that night, who would be the mo- person you'd be most excited to see? I think it might be Jim Carrey for me, because there is zero chance of me seeing him day to day. He never tours. Yeah, I've but does he seen- do stand up at all? No, that's what makes he it so started, incredible. He right? started doing stand up. Yeah, he he did as a as like a young person. He did a lot yeah, of stand up, and now- it's mostly the same kind of face work. 
voices well, either of you <laughs> talking at, at his butt. <laughs> <laughs> well, either of you at a certain university when a certain Rob Schneider appeared and did stand up. Yes. What was? Oh, what? Yes. What is? I can't remember this at all. Oh, yes. This is flying back. Were you hosting this, Ben? I was not. Ed no. Cavalier was. Ed was there. Yeah. yeah. It was billed to us as as theatre sports players and performers. Rob Schneider's going to come. He's going to do some stand up and then he's going to play, play theatre sports. sports. And you With get you. To, yeah, you get to perform in it. and That's pretty exciting. I think I'd been gone for a couple of years and I was like, I am coming back for this. Yeah, I'm going right. to come back and take some time off my day job for this. And then what happened was he was half an hour late and he just walked out, said, you can do it! <laughs> and then did some stand-up that was... Oh. It could only have been from like the late 80s. And look, let's be fair to him. He doesn't tour as a stand-up. He hasn't, he hasn't got stand-up chops. Like He's a movie yeah. actor, so... Mm. Why would you expect him to be great at stand-up anymore after not doing it for years? Mm. But yeah, it was like, it was a set that he, he had just lifted. Like, yeah. it's obviously his own set, but like... He just, he'd, he'd had it in the back of his pocket, in in he'd had it in his back pocket for like 25 years. Yeah, ago. yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like he, he wasn't really, like someone else set it up and then they went before, like five minutes before, and oh, by the way, you're doing 20 minutes to stand up. Like, See ya! <laughs> yeah. And he's like, like, no, what? I'm what? a movie actor. <laughs> I don't, I'll, I'll this. Oh, no. then, then, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> then he did a and a and people asked some quite harsh questions about like... I it think, was so <laughs> funny that somebody asked, like after like some pretty soft questions, somebody was like, uh, yeah, thanks for coming, Rob. I just wanted to know... Big fan, big fan of your work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was worded exactly like this. Um, have you no shame? <laughs> <laughs> because um, Juice Bigelow? Yeah. And that was the movie he was there to promote. <laughs> Just maybe the second one? Yeah, it was. And then like, he didn't stay for theatre sports and left. And we were all well, like... I wouldn't either if I was Rob Schneider. Yeah. If I got ambushed by your gotcha questions asking me about Juice Bigelow, European gigolo. Yeah, I'm not proud of that movie, but you know what? That's it, not, it, no, that wasn't an ambush. That was the movie he was there to promote. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> and you know what? You should be proud, Rob Schneider. You probably made money off that movie. Probably, probably, yeah, probably he, hosting your own I think conversation he's night. At least, you know, split even. Broke even. <laughs> yeah. Even on his travel costs. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't get paid for this, but they are covering the cost of, <laughs> of my trailer. Uh, I do want to go back to a question you asked a few minutes ago, Hing. What? Oh, maybe it was you, Ben. Oh, what, co- what comedian would you like to send most? No, no, before that, about when can you not get Jim, Jim Carrey for oh, a sequel? Yeah, yeah. The Mask 2. That's true. Son of Mask. Maybe he was maybe he was <laughs> banging down the door. They filmed that in Leichhardt. They filmed part of Leichhardt. <laughs> I was living there at the time and they we got a thing in our letterbox going, in a week's time we'll be blocking off your street to film Son of Mask. Oh. You cannot be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> and we ask you, this is a no smoking <laughs> set. What, uh, who <laughs> Smiley was, face. <laughs> who was in the Jamie Kennedy. That's Jamie Kennedy. And a dog. <laughs> and maybe a baby? Was, yeah. that, was that another movie altogether? No, I think there or was baby a baby mask. There was a baby in it too. <laughs> baby geniuses, baby mask, baby president. Man, uh, hey, has there been a movie like I feel like in like I pro- probably kicked off by Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Two, mm-hmm. but obviously there's a chronology there that Look Who's Talking was first. <laughs> Go on. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a movie of uh, there was a movie genre I want to say in like the early to mid nineties sassy baby of sassy baby <laughs> of baby babies doing stuff yeah uh, has that since completely gone like was this just a, a lovely little blip in our history I think so because what happened was you had you had uh, look who's talking look who's talking to you also had the Disney sitcom dinosaurs yeah which was, had a sassy baby had a sassy baby yeah I'm the baby you have, have to. Look after me or whatever it was. That's a, that's a brilliant you know impression. You yeah. <laughs> And uh, Babies Day Out. Babies Day Out, Baby Geniuses. Yeah. But I think what happened was <laughs> Family Guy kind of took that like kind of clever, smart-talking baby 
cartoon styles to the nth degree with the Stewie character, and then everyone was like, "All right, it's all been done." Do you think that's what they, like Family Guy just salted the earth? I think. Well, I think. I think it's like they covered that. That show has now been running for so long. Yeah, and just covered a lot. Of, that everyone's like, "Well, it's it's kind of done now." Like it's like how you can't do a. There's no Dennis the Menace anymore because Bart Simpson has like taken over all of that ground. Interesting. That's but, my well, cultural theory. Sorry, well, it's not as funny as the, some of other riffs. No, no, no. Uh, I, I think that's interesting. Let's end it there, I think. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening. But there's, there's also those waves of like, there was that disaster movie wave of like, yeah. mm. Dante's Peak? Dante's what? Inferno? Dante's Inferno. Dante's Peak? I don't know. Dante's Peak. Dante's right. Peak. Dante's Peak and Volcano came out at the same time. Deep Impact and um, Armageddon. Armageddon came out at the same time. Uh, Shark Tale and Finding Nemo is an interesting one of them. We've talked mm. about this before. That, that We reckon that was because they developed CGI to do water at the same time. That, that is actually why, yeah. Oh, but, right, but that yeah. does, and, and I think possibly the same with Lava, mm. which is why they had those two... What, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, Yeah, I think that they worked out the CGI or a good way to do Lava. And then once that technology is like, great, we'll make a volcano movie. And, and then, do you reckon like someone from like Universal Slugworth, someone else, like they <laughs> stole the technology? <laughs> that is such a good verb, Slugworth. Hang on, oh. what is that? It's from, uh, from Charlie, Charlie Chocolate Factory. Chocolate Factory. Oh, Where yeah. Slugworth is like the enemy who <laughs> yeah. tries to buy the technology of the... That's that is right. Look, that is, a little bit obscure, but he got it. No, so. <laughs> that, is some, that is some great colloquial slang for industrial sabotage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's the adult word I was looking for. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Lee, do you have one there? I do. Wanted. Wanted Cabri Yowies slash toys with intact full papers. From Fernie Hills in Queensland. Fernie Hill is actually where Yowies live. Oh. So. <laughs> well, that's why they're wanted. Maybe they're running out. The copy reads, hi. Oh, sorry. I'll read it as it's written. Hi. <laughs> Looking to purchase Cabri Yowie toys with intact papers to complete my collection from all series. Reasonable prices paid for what I need. <laughs> Can swap trade. Postage costs acceptable. Huh. That's it. Okay. What I need. That's a... Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting use of need It's a there. bold word for... So Yowies are like Kinder Surprises? Yeah. Yowies were the weirdly parochial... Kinder Surprise. Yeah. But they so, are based so wait, on a... Um, this could be the advertising getting in my brain. I don't know. Are they based on an indigenous yes. like, story? Yeah, like or a, like, a, like a, a mythical a beast? Like a bunny. Yeah, a bunny yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. okay. In fact, I, I think I might have had a kid's book about a yaoi. That was terrifying. Like it lived in a water, like a river or something. Like a fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I had a book about a fish. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're mistaking it One for... fish, two fish, three fish, yaoi. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know. Are these still on the market? Is that why this person... I reckon, yeah. I, I haven't seen one in the shops for years, but also I don't... Don't you only... I, I close my eyes when I go into shops. <laughs> so. uh, aren't they, don't you see them around Easter time? They're released No, you are confusing, again, weird Australian parochial snacks ah. with the Easter bilby. Oh, man. Yeah. There's too many Which of does them. not have a toy. So, yeah, we would be like chocolate on the outside. Chocolate on the outside, toy on the inside. Yeah, <laughs> much better than the other way around. Is it, <laughs> is it in a capsule or you just kind of have yeah, to eat in a, away it, the... It's careful, in a capsule. Yeah. Right, you're not sort of eating away the chocolate layer on your doll. Yes, yeah. and they weren't... I remember that they weren't like part of the joy... We've, we've done a lot of Kinder Surprise chat on this podcast, but mm. part of the joy of Kinder Surprise is the ones that you get to assemble. Yes. And Yowies were just like a chunk of plastic. Yeah, that no were, assembly required. I was, the interesting part of this is it's... Full papers, and again in the copy says with intact papers. Like what like are the papers? travel documents? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they need have a visa, they must have a passport that's in date. <laughs> These yaois are coming on a trip. We are going to New Zealand. Do you think uh, other countries have the equivalent of the yaoi? No, this is this is the thing. Like this is 
I think this is uniquely Australian because that that we are we have such a chip on our shoulder, and I see it everywhere. I see it in Yowie. So for those of you who who didn't grow up in Australia in the nineties, the 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 marketing behind the Yowie treat I seem to recall was aggressively xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It was it was like don't bother with a bloody kinder. So I don't know ever said that, but it was like this is a subtext, u- uniquely yeah. Australian. Why would you? Do that? And every every Easter, there's this weird fringe group of lunatics <laughs> that will call up local radio stations complaining about the Easter Bunny mm. and how we haven't we have an Australian Easter tradition. It's called the Easter Bilby, and it's native to Australia. And we should now, do we should do that. I will say there is from the sort of you know before the early nineties, there was a reason why. There wasn't legitimate political reason why people hated the idea of an Easter bunny. It's because rabbits were a horrible problem all throughout Australia, ruining farms. Yeah, so, but you're not like yeah. So, you, by buying an Easter bunny, you're not that money doesn't go to rabbits. <laughs> no, I mean, not directly idea, anyway. The idea, I, I think. Well, I think I remember reading a thing when I was in like school about like how there was there were farmers who were like, look. You know, it's really awkward for me to say to my kids, "Hey, it's Easter Bunny. He's bringing," and then I've got to go. And this kill is the all same this. bloody argument I hear about gay marriage. <laughs> no, how do I tell my kid? Just, just say this bunny isn't real. Yeah, but the, then, it's but then, different to the bunny that means that we are poor. But, but then also, you've got to like, he, like that. You've got to take your kid out on the tractor and show all the dead bunnies from mixomatosis. You right? don't have to do that. <laughs> no. You don't have to do that. By at all. Law. <laughs> but if you do that, you are a bad parent. By <laughs> law, you've got to put your kid on the back of the tractor, drive him around. The- Happy fucking Easter. <laughs> This is what the Easter Bunny does. This is why you didn't get any chocolate. <laughs> and the other one is um, like during during Christmas. Like fuck, we just ruin holidays during Christmas. They're like, oh, why, why, why do we have songs about snow? Snow's not Australian. Now I think this is from very early nineties stuff. I don't think people. I don't think people are singing the Australian days of Christmas in primary school right now. No, I, I can. I can absolutely one hundred percent. Verify they are because my mother is a kindergarten teacher, and she's teaching. So your mom's the so problem. She's, yeah, she's the problem. Well, I think it's mandated by the state, isn't it? <laughs> you must teach them six white boomers. Six white boomers. Um, um, uh, Christmas where the gum trees grow. Yep. See, this is the the worst thing about. I think I've said this on the podcast before. The worst thing about that song. It goes, Christmas where the gum trees grow. There is no frost and there is no snow. It's like just start with what we have. Don't don't define us in opposition. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no, but that's the point of the song. It's coming out against all these Americans. I know, and we should, the, so, the point of the song should be "Happy Christmas, Tim." Yeah, you live, <laughs> you live, you live in a great country. Yeah, you've got some gum trees. Also, so. also, no, no, it doesn't have to be what country you live in. Like, there's no American Christmas Carol. There's no like. You know what I mean? There's no like, it's Christmas in America is great. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there is a song that's actually called that, but none of like President's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm screaming to the Grand Canyon for Christmas, <laughs> rocking around the the Oval Office <laughs> at Christmas time. <laughs> That was an ill-fated attempt by Obama to get back in with the Tea Party. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, well, they, they love America so much, maybe they'll love this. Yeah. Oh, I'm God. just saying that not everything needs to be Australian. <laughs> so, in summary, fuck you, yeah, we guy. <laughs> uh, Hing, do you have one? Yes, I do. This one is taken from the Sydney Craigslist, Personals, Misconnections, and it's entitled, Comrag Swap, Man for Man 30. And hmm. Ben, you look very upset at this. Hmm. Hi, mm. <laughs> I'm a 30-year-old straight guy. Uh-huh. I've got four heavily used cum rags. Mm-hmm. They're big white napkins yep. I've collected from various hotels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before they became cum rags, <laughs> when they were just humble rags. Well, 
that I'm looking to trade. <laughs> origin story. <laughs> well, yeah, that I'm looking to trade with other guys. Ideally, you could swap them back and forth every few weeks. Mm. Can post, but would rather meet in person. We'll wank a fresh load in mind just before I give it to you. Really keen to do this, so hit me up. <laughs> Most unsavory. <laughs> this has been covered on the podcast before, I'm sure. The idea of cum rags uh-huh. and an exchange of such things. I was hoping that he wanted to swap for like... Like, uh, like gold? Uh, yeah, yeah. I put all my money in cum rags. <laughs> what? He's like, I made some terrible investment decisions. Yeah. But the market could be turning around yeah. and you could take hold of that opportunity. So I don't really know if I would go for this thing. What, what the cum rags or the investment? The cum rags, right, right. I think. Because you don't have any to swap or... Oh, yeah, that'd be embarrassing. i turn up empty, <laughs> empty-handed. I just like that he's... Does he think that by taking the napkins from hotels, they're going to be like more fancy? Like you're getting, <laughs> okay. like if you're into this kind of thing, you're just there for the cum. Surely the rag is incidental to the exchange. No, I think it's the whole, the whole process. What? So you think it's a, you think it's a package deal? Well, All yeah. Right. In which I case, just... what is the worst type of napkin you can use if it's not a hotel napkin? Oh, like a McDonald's napkin. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty thin. They've got M's printed on them, I think. <laughs> Yeah, what if you turned up... McDonald's branded? And then McDonald's send you like a cease and desist? Can you stop wanking into my napkins and selling them on the internet, please? What if... Damaging our brand. Because that would be so embarrassing. Like, what if you turned up to the the swap and he's got these and you've just got a filthy bunch of... Tissues or whatever. Tissues. Or... or, or, And he's like, well, this is from the Hilton. Like... I I paid a lot of money to steal this and jerk off into it. These are from the White House. (laughs) And you come in here with your Motel 6. And I come in here, like, hey, this is where I come. <laughs> Do you see the WC monogrammed on this? That's Winston Churchill. <laughs> Private handkerchief. I bought this at great personal expense. <laughs> and then juiced into it. At an auction from Sotheby's. <laughs> I have a cripplingly expensive fetish. Oh, my goodness. If I was a billionaire, that is what I would do. I would buy like a Picasso or some like $100 million painting and then yeah. jerk off on it and see if it increases or decreases in value. I reckon it would. <laughs> <laughs> I started that. And I'm really do you think like, I think it's weird given that there are, there is no shortage of hateful billionaires. <laughs> you could probably like swap it with someone who's jerked off on a Monet or something. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Or um, like, do you think, like, yeah, given that there is no shortage of hateful billionaires. Or a Jackson Pollock. It, no one would <laughs> no know. No one noticed. Sorry. Exactly. Do you think Good art joke. Good art joke, yeah. Lee. Do you think it's weird that there isn't more whatever the opposite of philanthropist is? You mean like spiteful, like spending, like useless yes, spending. Not spite, useless, but like... Spiteful spending. Like yeah. I, yeah, like exactly. Like I bought this art collection and I destroyed it. Yeah, I've because, bought... Because fuck you all. Well, case in point, Brewster's Millions. <laughs> Exhibit the, docu- the documentary Brewster's Millions. <laughs> What's Brewster's Millions? It's a, a I think it's an eighties movie. Eighties movie with Richard Pryor. Yep, in, and the, in the titular role. So, so is he, this is a document. No, no, it's, no, a, it's a movie. Through, it's, it's, a movie. it's one of those great eighties high concept movies. Right. Okay. So he inherits three hundred million dollars, but in order to get that, or I could be getting this. Maybe I'll make the figures lower, but let's say $300 million. In order to get that, in 30 days, he has to spend $30 million, yeah. but he has to have nothing to show for it at the end. And he can only, there's all these clauses, like he can only donate 5% to charity, 5% can be gifts. So yeah. he's got to splurge through, and he can't tell anyone. He's right. got to burn through 30 mil, can't have any, like, can't just buy a really expensive Property, house. Yeah. Yeah. This seems like the spiritual ancestor to Entourage, right? <laughs> where it's just a movie where you get to watch a guy just blow a lot of cash. Yeah, but there's a contract in this one, and there's people like the, the evil, the evil. Like All right, so this is this lawyers is the, or whatever. This is the overcomplicated version before they simplified it to be like, hey, we know you want to watch rich people. This is like, yeah, we know you want to watch rich people spend money, but we'll have a twenty minute scene at the start <laughs> where we explain contract law. Yeah, and yeah. the but, dilemma he has is that he's like he likes his girl, and he can't tell her why he's wasting all this money. She thinks he's really shallow because he's just like 
you know, chucking money out or whatever. But yeah. he's like, no, I'm chucking doing it. I'm doing it so I can get more money. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I just realized that I haven't seen that movie. Oh, really? But I know it so well. Wow. It's such a weird thing. I was like rifling through the memory banks to remember me watching it. Right. And it's just not there. I haven't seen this movie. I think we went through a real Richard Pryor phase as kids. Like uh, that and moving. Have you seen moving? Trading Places too? Yeah. No, Trading Places. Oh my God. I, oh no, that's Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh no. <laughs> that wasn't but a racist it, thing. That was a high concept yeah, 80s I, thing. Because, yeah. We'll let the listener decide. <laughs> Full honesty, before you said Richard Pryor earlier, I almost said Eddie Murphy, so you can cut this out too. Because <laughs> I don't, didn't have to admit to that. <laughs> hey, do you guys want one to take us home? Let's do this. Please. I'm really, uh, this, is, this is really apt. Because this week, Christopher Lee died. And uh, one thing that we do like talking about on this podcast is the restaurant that Christopher Lee founded, which is Dracula's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's not real. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in on this joke now. <laughs> I mean, in many ways, he did found it. Um, Explain, go Well, because he, he catapulted that character to such heights you, you could say that he's the definitive Dracula after Leslie Nielsen <laughs> Have we ranked Draculas before on this podcast? But surely isn't Nosferatu like the Dracula? Well, no, it's then... Nosferatu But it's, it's the, that's the Dracula film Well, no, the reason it's called Nosferatu is because they couldn't use Dracula Really? Yeah, because it's, oh. it's, it's basic You know what it is? You know what Nosferatu is? It is basically Transmorphers Right, okay Like, oh. yeah that, that, a kind of well, I guess it hasn't become more popular than Dracula, but it's, yeah, it's popular in its own right. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a good movie. Mm, I think um, of it as being like the classic Dracula. Yeah, it's fine. I okay. get it confused with the movie about it, Shadow of a Vampire. Yeah, uh, guys, Christopher Lee just died. Show yeah, some respect. Right. With you. Right. you know, you could not say Nosferatu in Christopher Lee's presence without <laughs> him punching you in the throat. <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think <laughs> uh, goes into Chris, Christopher Lee's roles now? Because he he had a very distinct kind of Martin Landau. Voice. Oh, he's also dead. Just think of people who've played Dracula. Well, you got you want to, you want someone quite young, so they've got a lot of time. Sorry, to before work somebody writes in, I am aware that Martin Landau didn't play Dracula. He played Bella Lugosi, who played Dracula. Okay, <laughs> I don't think Hing or I were there, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I have become very paranoid about what the listeners will email in about because they only <laughs> ever email really nice stuff. Yeah, or, and, or, and or the occasional very specific correction. So maybe that was maybe that was maybe, one. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, to answer your question, rank the Draculas one Dracula done. <laughs> <laughs> Next, <laughs> I would say for me, okay. it goes Christopher Lee. Oh, you're just, are you just saying that because... Oh, of... I'm not going to shit on his grave, mate. No, okay? I understand. I understand. Do you want me to shit on his grave? <laughs> no one's asking you to do that. <laughs> um, Christopher Lee. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, controversial, putting him second. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman. Wait, no, this is a better one. What about comedy Draculas? So... I would argue that Richard Roxburgh's turn as Dracula in Van Helsing was a comedy Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> he would not disagree. <laughs> yeah. Well, Leslie Nielsen is the comedy Dracula. Yeah. Is he more funny than The Count when, <laughs> you, know, you know, The Count from Sesame Street where they mm-hmm. do, they, they play the YouTube video oh, yeah. where it's, yeah, and they've, they've bleeped out the word count, count so it sounds, sounds like the word so fuck. fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a good, that's a solid goof. I mean, that's a good. That's not really on The Count though. That's on the editor who did that. Sure, sure. Well, I, well you don't know that he wasn't saying in fuck. In the same way that- You don't know edit- he wasn't saying <laughs> fuck, all right? In the same way that the editor of Dracula Dead and Loving It <laughs> brought a lot of the humour to it. Do you know what movie hasn't aged well? What? Dracula didn't like it. When was the last time you watched it? I would have watched it maybe two years ago, maybe wow, three years ago. That is recent. For and what reason? I don't know. I just remember because I remember losing my fucking mind as a child watching that movie, thinking it was the funniest thing that I'd ever seen. When did it come out? Is it like a mid nineties? Mid nineties, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, right. And it 
is a bad movie. <laughs> I remember watching it as a kid and really enjoying it because there is it's quite sexy. Yeah, in a Dracula there's some, film, there's some bosoms. There's some I mean, not not they're not out, but there's they exist in the world. Like yeah. this this it's reset in the world where bosoms exist. Yep. Uh, but there's a a scene in it where the sort of sniveling Igor character yep. eats a bug. Yes. It's a fly. He eats a lot of bugs in that movie. Right. And I just remember thinking that was the coolest thing ever. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's some great comedy. I wish I <laughs> eating bugs is where it's at. Because, yeah. because there was also a kid but, in my... The hu- funny thing about that joke, Hing, yeah. is that character and that thing is in the original Dracula. So that's not even a thing that they've goofed on. Yeah, but it's the way you play it. It's okay. all in the way... You, it's in your attitude. The, okay. funny, the funny scene that I remember from that, and I think the only scene I remember that blew my mind when I saw it just opened my world of comedy was, <laughs> they're like oh I'm going to take this horse and carriage up to Dracula's mansion and then the villagers are watching and they're like one's like Dracula another one's like Dracula horse <laughs> and I was just like oh you got me you got me so wait should we talk about the classified that's associated yeah, the, with the, this the or are we just talk it? about well look, look it's not an amazing classified I just thought that to honour to honour Christopher Lee I would search Gumtree for anything related to Dracula's uh, to Dracula or Dracula's. Okay. And I found there's only three ads. Um, two of them are people trying to offload tickets to Dracula's. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Wait, uh, how much are they? They are. If you're a recent convert to the podcast, Dracula's is a uh, probably our favorite restaurant in the world. Yeah. That, that none is, of us have been to. Yeah. Yep. It's right. a it's a vampire. It's a Dracula themed uh, theater restaurant in Melbourne. Well, I think it's. Lo- I mean, look, I don't know because because none of us have been there. But the sense I get from a lot of the copy is that it's. It's horror themed. Horror, th- yeah, yeah. It's um, wildly popular too. There's long- I was talking to someone who's been there the other day, and he was like, "I expected to go and have a good time and kind of have a laugh with some mates." And I got really sad because I all these performers were playing to full houses of like terrible people who yeah. were lapping up the really basic like schlocky comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the way that the Faulty Towers dining experience got a four star review <laughs> in uh, this yeah. year's comedy festival, and I was talking to someone who was like, "That's the lowest review it's ever gotten." Like, it's usually four and a half or five star reviews for the Comedy Festival for the Faulty Towers Dining Experience. I wonder what they let slip. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, there are two Dracula's A reserve tickets for $207. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. And th- wait, wait, how much? $207. For two tickets? Two oh, tickets. Maybe they mean $2.07. Oh, yeah. Hi for me. I mean, two to seven dollars, yeah. <laughs> and then there's two cabaret seating for Dracula's for $150. Um, that but, seems a bit cheap because I remember when we looked it up, it was going to cost, because that's dinner and a show. Oh, mate, I'll read you the copy. It's the three course <laughs> dinner. It's a full show and a fantastic night out. It's priority entrance and exclusive access to the venue. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. No, no way. Isn't that just what a ticket entire... is? Because <laughs> I can imagine that... Lee and Ben, you've done Melbourne Comedy Festival shows, like yeah. As Have I, where you play sometimes to small crowds. Yeah. I cannot imagine a worse show to play to a small crowd if there are two people who've booked the venue exclusively... Yeah. And you're going to do the theatrical Dracula show to two people. That's what I do. If that, that's what I mean about bastard ph- philanthropy. That is what I do. What do you think? If you went to Dracula's and went like to the owners of Dracula's and went, I the fact that you are playing this to full houses every night is upsetting to me. I'm going to buy every ticket to every show for a year. And you've got to still perform. You've got to still perform to an empty house. And I'll, I'll, I'll pay. I'll pay twice the, the price because you can sell this out anyway. Because that's my gripe. <laughs> Do you reckon they'd take it? Of yes, course they would. But You're reckon... doubling their money and they just they just like autopilot through the shows. But the actors would quit, I reckon. After, <laughs> there'd be a much higher turnover of actors because that would be so demoralizing coming <laughs> out. 
But the deal is, you, I'm going to be watching this, checking in randomly on this yeah, security I'll be, I'll feed to make sure you're still performing it. Yeah. You can't just not do it each night. Yeah, exactly. Like I will. It's like you will never know when I'm there because yeah. I will be. You don't know who I am. I, I, you know, I could be dressed as a dish hand. I could be. I reckon. Oh, if, I will be dressed as Dracula. Right? I reckon. <laughs> If you were a bi- hiding in plain sight, if you were a billionaire, then if Where do you, you hide a leaf, if you were a billionaire, yeah. I reckon, and this, and, and I was working at Dracula's, and this thing came up, I'd be like, oh, that's definitely that awful billionaire Ben Jenkins, you know, because yeah. I mean? this is so rare. So it's not like they wouldn't know; they'd know exactly who you were. They would know you. They'd be able to Google you. No, this is the first thing he's doing when he gets his money. <laughs> right. Okay. So how have you how have you made this money in this world? Um, war crimes. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like- <laughs> but you had to do thirty million war crimes in order to get three hundred million. Yeah. Um, so one of the other ads that I found was um, uh, Dracula's to die for glass. Um, it's a shot glass, two dollars. It's a souvenir I bought from Dracula's cabaret restaurant. Excellent condition. There's a gift shop at the Dracula's restaurant. Yeah, mate. You want to? You want to? Well, you want to remember it up until a point, and then you want to <laughs> sell it for two dollars. You probably paid like twenty dollars for you it. You would have. De- I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a shot glass. So I don't. I don't think you really sell glasses based on the amount of liquid they can hold, though. That's no. not. That's think, not the price index there. Do you think that glass? I mean, maybe there's a gift shop. Maybe there's not. Do you think this person might have done a Ben Jenkins and stolen this glass from the Dracula's oh. and they're selling it? Because I would pay. Hey, how is that a Ben Jenkins? Remember that you've told the story on the podcast before when we were down in Melbourne. Oh yeah, you, I stole a lot of glasses. Stole a lot of glasses. Yeah. I was like, how is that a me specific? It's a very no. me specific thing. <laughs> um, it, yeah, everyone calls it that. Maybe. <laughs> Just gonna Ben Jenkins this sweet glass from the casino, like the police call it. Yeah, yeah. We got a Ben Jenkins program. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, forget it. It's just a fucking thimble. It's just a cup. It's a cup. Forget it. Um, like I, I'm interested in like this seller isn't selling much. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> this seller. Ah, oh, it's it's such a weird insight into this person's life. They are selling two things on Gumtree. A Dracula's shot glass for two dollars, mm-hmm. and for four dollars, seven blank CDs. Whoa. I would like to, you know what? I, I never really, um, I we've been doing this podcast for fifty one episodes. I've never s- bought a single thing from uh, an ad that we've done. I'm going to buy this. What are you going to buy? The shot glass. Yep. Oh, no, I'm not because it's in Victoria and it's pickup only. Oh, <laughs> I, I actually semi collect shot glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a very casual shot glass. And you live in Victoria. I do. And would this be the pride of your collection? Yes. <laughs> yes, Michael Ingram. What, what is currently the pride of your collection? Uh, what's, like, what's, what's like a good one? You know, you, what's like a one you're, you're to, pretty happy to with? To clarify, I don't even drink. All I use them for is to measure like a nip of gin every okay. night yes. by yourself. Sure. Yeah. 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 Seven times per night. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't know, maybe from like. Um, What's the tower in New York? The the tall tower? The <laughs> Rockefeller. Rockefeller Center. Uh-huh. New York Tower. Yeah. When you said the tall tower, it could have been. The NBC Tower. It could have been. That is the, a Rockefeller Tower. Is it? Isn't it? Oh, okay. You could. Yeah, I guess. It could have been. It could have been the NBC Tower. It yeah. could have been where Thirty Rocks. Are. <laughs> yeah. It could have been the one above the ice skating <laughs> rink. It could have. Been. I do have one that's shaped like a little Stein glass from Germany. That's I think it's from great. from Berlin. Yeah. Do you sometimes pretend you're a giant? Always. <laughs> do you fill it with beer? Always. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so but you think this. Dracula shot glass would be pretty good. Yeah, I would buy it and put it in my cupboard where I... Well, I think you should snaffle it up for $2. Can you buy it for me, Ben? Yeah, I'll do it now. It's my birthday in August. There you go. (laughs) If you're listening to this in August, what a great guy Ben is buying me this birthday (laughs) present. Uh, Well, Lee, you have to get on a plane pretty soon. I do. (laughs) And I have to get on a train, so, you know, we've both got things on. He's got to get on a bike. Yeah. I drove And then we're going to race around the world. (laughs) (laughs) The queen of (laughs) 
Uh, but believe bought, we'll win. You bought that <laughs> shot class. Sorry, you I've bought- just I've just put in an inquiry for this shot glass. Excellent. Wait, you can't just buy it straight out. You got to like no, no because it doesn't. A, yeah, there's not an eBay setting. You've got to like yeah. contact the person and then oh. tell them you're going to air about it on the on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> say, my friend Lee will pick it up. You know. Yeah. Does nah. it say where in Victoria? It's uh, not. Um, a, it's not the smallest. Ring state. Ringwood East. Oh no, I'm, I'm I'm inquiring if I can get it shipped. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. It's not going to be in like Ballarat or something. Nah, you've got it. Yeah. Wait, shipped to me or shipped to you? <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Your birthday's not till August. <laughs> I'll have it for the first <laughs> half of the year. <laughs> um, so let's do a round of plugs, shall we? Lee, have you got stuff that has just finished that people can't see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just finished my solo show. Uh, I think when I was on last, I was just about to start it at the comedy festival. So what a nice bookend yeah. for that. Um, I am doing a new show with my comedy band slash band, The Axis of Awesome. <laughs> no, uh, let's just say comedy band. Okay. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, hey, well there. Start the episode with throwing shade, end with throwing shade. Great, yeah. Bookend it, yeah. Um, we're doing a new monthly show at the Giant Dwarf Theatre starting on the 26th of June. Hey. Um, it's going to be, it's called The Axis of Awesome and Friends Sing Songs and Friends. And <laughs> it's us, it's Axis of Awesome hosting, we're having some great guests on, the guests will do stuff, we'll do new songs, we'll do stuff with the guests, we're trying to get like guests to sing a song with us maybe. Fantastic. The so first show we've got Auntie Donna and Greg Larson and Alex Lee, friend of the podcast, coming That'll on to, to do a live buzz, BuzzFeed list. That's in uh, about two weeks, this is in two weeks, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, 26th of June and then like the last Friday of every month will be there, so um, I'm... Almost certain that you guys will both be on the show at some point. Uh, tickets are available through the Giant Dwarf uh, Facebook page, I guess, and website. Yeah, kind of I thing, imagine or... through Access site too. Yep, yep. You check Excellent. our Facebook, check Giant Dwarf. It's going to be a good time. That's great. Good stuff. Uh, ben, what do you got going on? Um, well, as always, first first Monday of the month, uh, Story Club. I'll talk a little bit more about that as it goes. Hey, what, do you know what story you're going to do? No, I never do. You could tell how you've never seen Brewster's Millions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but you could describe this, the plot. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Excellent Hing? stuff. Uh, I've just got comedy stuff going on. If you want to yeah, you can check my website for details, if you want to see me do some stand-up and stuff. Have you got um, any weird gigs coming up? Uh, what do I have coming up? On the 29th of June, I'm doing an anti-racism gig, which isn't going to be, which is going to be weird because you're such a racist. Yeah, because well, no, because a charity, it's a charity thing, and charity gigs are always a bit like the audiences are very soft, and they're always very like, we're not here to laugh, we're here to feel. Right. And so you're like, hey guys, comedy jokes, and they're like, all right, come, you know. So that's going to be. And to balance that out, I will be doing a pro racism gig on that same mm, day, on that same night, yeah. in the same venue. <laughs> Next. Sorry, I will just be racistly heckling. You. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you'll both be on stage side by side, and the audience can choose to listen yeah, to yeah. whichever one. Yeah, they all get headphones and a dial to switch with who they want. I plan. Hear. Uh, uh, a victory. <laughs> uh, you can find us uh, on Twitter at FTAGH pod. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freedom of good home podcast. Please uh, send us the classifieds if you'd like, if you find some funny ones. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who's already been doing it. Thank you to Lee for doing the show this week. Oh, Thanks for having fun me. To have you. Great times. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You like
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.